0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll check in with some local farmers and find out how the crops are coming along. Also, Glendalee Allen Vossler will have details on the Ag in Motion show taking place July 19th to the 21st at Langham, Saskatchewan. And up first in today's country comment, John Hurd with Manitoba Agriculture will join us to talk about reducing fertilizer emissions. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. The Manitoba Crop Diagnostic School took place in Carmen last week. One of the presenters was John Hurd with Manitoba Agriculture. He talked about reducing fertilizer emissions
1: federal government set the target that they want to have reduce the uh, greenhouse gas or nitrous oxide emissions by 30% by 2030 and that has a lot of people in a flop wanting how they're going to do that and what's really neat here I've had the opportunity to showcase what about 13 different ways that have been researched in Manitoba uh, researched uh, a lot of work by Mario Tenuta looking at timing placement And a big thing is uh, some of the sources, some of the enhanced efficiency fertilizers, some, but not all, uh, are providing some pretty uh, astounding nitrous oxide reduction figures. And that's really what society is holding our feet to the fire on. So uh, that is kind of neat to know that we can showcase these and, and... Uh, Some of these products, farmers are already using for other reasons, agronomic reasons, to protect against nitrogen losses, but the data shows is that in most conditions, dry, what we've had the last few years, the losses are very slight. This year, with excess rain, these are the loss conditions where those uh, inputs pay for themselves agronomically. But but, but environmentally, a lot of these look like pretty consistent winners. And that's something that uh, uh, the federal government uh, uh, has provided funds to a couple organizations, organizations, uh, Manitoba Association of Watersheds and to the Canola Council of Canada uh, to uh, incent farmers to try new practices. And so uh, that's one of the things that's being rolled out over the next month or so, I believe. They're, they're coming out with those. And we just wanted to kind of showcase to some agronomists, agronomists are going to be kind of point on this. Uh, uh, the agronomists are going to have to uh, be able to recommend some of these appropriate practices, and then farmers could look, to, look for uh, financial incentives on them. Some of them, like the one behind precision agriculture and variable rate nitrogen, show, show, shows a big winner in this, providing nitrogen is appropriately targeted to the high yield areas, and then lower rates are put on the less productive zones. So uh, that's, that's one of the big winners here. And so there's, it looks like there's opportunity to, to meet and exceed those targets that have been set up for us.
0: Yeah, and it's not just a matter of, uh, I guess, reducing fertilizer use, but there are these these other options that you mentioned. Well,
1: reducing fertilizer use, we know where that gets you. We're right in front of the plot. For the first three years, your yields are good, and then the wheels fall off, and you were down to uh, 10% or less yield. That's not sustainable, and, and industry is pretty irate about this. They think this is a bad notion. But that's not really what the federal government is saying, that we have to cut to that extent. They're saying farm smarter, not just by reducing rates and uh, looks like there's a a real suite of things that uh, farmers can employ here.
0: That was John Hurd with Manitoba Agriculture. We spoke last week at the Manitoba Crop Diagnostic School held in Carmen. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Bacterial blight in oats is concerning some farmers. David Kaminsky is with Manitoba Agriculture.
2: Bacterial blights are favoured by Um, periods of frequent rainfall, uh, water splashing, and that gets the uh, bacteria moving up the plant. The unfortunate thing is that any of our uh, control products generally used against fungi don't work against uh, bacteria. So a producer might have used a fungicide, been disappointed at the results, and that's how they find out it was bacterial blight, not something else.
0: And Manitoba Agriculture says grasshopper monitoring and management continues. Here's entomologist John Gavlosky.
3: So there's areas of the province where levels are quite high, and it does vary, even within a region, things vary quite a bit. Some people are saying levels aren't economical and not too bad. Others, they're really keeping an eye on some of the higher levels. I think in some areas the rain may have helped out a little bit. Uh, When the hatch was happening, uh, some of them might have got killed off. But overall, I think populations are uh, still quite strong, so there's definitely economical populations out there, so we're just encouraging people to scout your fields. There, there is certainly some edge spraying going on, and even some full-field spraying in
0: cases. And to kick off the International Bison Convention in Saskatoon this week, Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food Marie-Claude Bibeau announced an investment of over $133,000 over two years to support economic growth for Canada's bison industry. With funding under the Agri-Marketing Program, the Canadian Bison Association will be provided with the necessary resources to increase its efforts to expand and grow market access in Europe and to increase exports of Canadian bison to the United States. The funding supports the delivery of the International Bison Convention as well as other engagement and advocacy activities. Live bison and bison meat exports reached nearly $90 million in 2021. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Thursday, July 17th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Glenda Lee Allen-Vossler has details on Egg in Motion coming up next week in Saskatchewan. Egg in Motion is back with an in-person event for 2022. The event runs July 19th to the 21st at Langham, Saskatchewan. With more on this year's show, here's Leal in vosler
4: Rob, glad to be back with an in-person event.
5: Absolutely. We're really looking forward to the show this year. Uh, the exhibit space is basically sold out. Lots of enthusiasm among the staff and the volunteers and the exhibitors. I think we're looking forward to a very, very strong show.
4: Now, talk to us a, a little bit about the show. In motion is the key here.
5: Uh, that's exactly right. Uh, this show, because we can offer the outdoor cl- crop plots, the equipment demonstrations, the livestock demonstrations, and it's an outdoor show, so it has a different atmosphere. It's all about the motion and people being able to see how things in an agriculture setting out in a field actually can work. You just get a different perspective, and I think it's the right perspective.
4: And it certainly attracts producers.
5: It certainly does. Uh, in 2018 and 19 we had just over 30,000 guests come through our gates and I would hazard a guess we'll do something similar to that again this year. You know, as I mentioned our exhibit space is filled so that means all the companies that were here in previous years and more are coming back to the show as well as some of the new exciting parts of the show such as Egg Tech Alley, Cultivating Connections, those types of things just add to the flavor of the show it adds to the enthusiasm
4: let's talk about some of the things we are going to see at the show you talked about ag tech alley fill us in
5: well what we want to do is really um, provide an opportunity for those people who are bringing new technology and new ideas at the very beginning stages to the farmers for their input and their feedback by introducing their concepts and some of their early stage research and, and business plans, it gives farmers an opportunity to see what's possibly coming down the pipeline in future years, but also gives the opportunity for those inventors to see what farmers need and how they're going to react to these new products. So, you know, there's nothing worse than putting a lot of effort into something and finding out it's in a very small market and isn't a, able to be a good business for you. But on the flip side, if you come here and there's a lot of enthusiasm for your product or your idea, then you know you're going down the right path. And, and that, I think, is something unique that Ag and Motion is offering when it comes to the ag tech space.
4: Take us through some of the demonstrations we're going to see at the site this year.
5: Well, we brought back the tillage demonstrations because that's always an area of agriculture that's moving. We're always learning how to better manage our soils and that has always been very popular. So again, it's going to be a part of the show. We're bringing back the planter and seeder demonstrations uh, because that technology is really a Western Canadian-based technology and we're world leaders in that. So we wanted to, again, highlight that and we have a really strong group of companies doing that. We're bringing back also the sprayer ride and drive. Uh, There's half a dozen companies that uh, where a farmer can get into the cab of a sprayer and actually operate it and on a little bit of a course check out how the booms work or the new technologies work for a precision spraying. We also have the livestock handling equipment demonstrations, which are always popular because we have actual bulls going through the chute system so that people can see what's unique to each system and how it can benefit your own operation. And then over and above all that we have companies that are doing their own individual demonstrations throughout the show. So you can come and you can see something that uh, might be of interest to you for your operation and and see it at your choosing of a time instead of one of the scheduled times of, of the other demos.
4: Also uh, an opportunity to see what's happening with autonomous technology at the show.
5: Well, I think that's one of the really great areas in agriculture is As everybody knows, it's difficult to find good employees or any employees in that matter to help you with your farm. So any autonomous technology can help you run multiple machines with one operator uh, or run for more hours so that you can get more work done in the the day. I think some of the technology we're going to see here from Raven and Mojo um, are really cool. And again, it's leading the globe, not just our region, but the actual world. Uh, with this technology and I'm really looking forward to seeing how it's advanced in the last two years.
4: Now we talked about the equipment demonstrations. The other great thing about Ag in Motion is the crop plot demonstrations. How are they looking up there this year?
5: Yeah they're quite amazing. Um, We've got quite a variety. There's 32 different plots here showcasing anything from seed genetics to different uh, herbicides or fertility trials that you can see here so there's a variety of things a variety of crops a variety of different varieties within those crops so whether it's corn or whether it's canola or wheat uh, you can see each one of those crops and and how to grow them
4: this isn't just about crops we also have livestock involved
5: Actually, the livestock portion of Egg and Motion since about 2017 has continued to grow at a pretty strong rate. And we, even though we took two years off, we planned a new larger livestock themed area within Egg and Motion. So BMO Livestock Central has actually expanded where when you come to the southwest corner of the show site, about a fifth of the exhibits now are all livestock oriented. So it's a really great themed area. You can see a lot of different companies who can benefit you uh, without having to travel the entire hundred acres of the trade show.
4: Now of course this show is is big. We've we've talked about everything that's going on Every now and then you just want to pull up a chair and, and sit down, relax, and and maybe have a chance to learn something. And you've got a great variety of speakers at the show this year.
5: The seminar areas within Ag and Motion are really unique because you write, people want to have a t- uh, opportunity to sit and relax, but nobody likes to just sit there and do nothing while they're relaxing. They want to have something happen and take that opportunity and that time to learn something. So whether it's in the knowledge tent or in the livestock speaker series, or even in the new irrigation alley theme part of Ag Motion, there's places where you can go sit down get out of the sun, but still learn what's happening in the industry. As I said, whether it's in uh, grain marketing or if it's in livestock handling or water management, it's, it's all here.
4: Final thoughts, key comments you would like to leave with people today?
5: Well, one thing that we did change that uh, you might not be aware of is our ticketing system now is electronic, so people can actually purchase their tickets prior to the show. And I think that'll help with the gates. And we recognized in past years our lineup to get in was getting extremely long. So we've revamped our gate structure where you can come right into the property go through the truck wash so that um, all the vehicles have been sanitized to help prevent the spread of club route But then also they can park before they pay. And we're hoping that really makes your experience at the gates better and quicker so you can get into the show faster. And by doing that, one step is you can buy your tickets online through our website and uh, that'll speed up that process even more.
4: Ag in Motion runs July 19th to the 21st at Langham. for golden West. I'm Lee Allen-Bossler.
0: That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email desk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Roland 4-H Museum is open throughout July and August. Hours are 1 to 4 p.m. Call 204-343-2061 for appointments. The Manitoba Organic Alliance is hosting a farm tour tomorrow. Visit the MOA website for details or to register. Egg in Motion is back this year. Western Canada's Outdoor Farm Show. The event takes place July 19th to the 21st at Langham, Saskatchewan. Manitoba Stampede and Exhibition takes place July 22nd to the 24th in Morris. The Canadian Semmental Association is holding its annual meeting July 23rd in Portage-la-Prairie. Details at semmental.com. The Thanks for Farming Tour 2022 is coming to Winkler's Meridian Exhibition Centre July 27th and 28th. Tickets are $10. You can get them at thanksforfarmingtour.com. A Combine College is planned for July 28th. At Stride Place in Portage La Prairie. Register with the Manitoba Canola Growers Association. The Manitoba Thresherman's Reunion and Stampede takes place July 28th to the 31st at the Manitoba Egg Museum in Austin. And a Manitoba 4R Nitrogen Management Field Tour takes place July 29th near Manitou. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Thursday afternoon, crops are looking good across the province. Reporter Barry Lamb caught up with Ron Knight, who farms in the Hamiota area.
6: Well, we're a little bit behind, but uh, I frankly think that it will catch up to some extent. Uh, You know, where we're probably three weeks later in feeding, too, for sure, we won't be that much later at harvest. Uh, We had very good emergence, jumped out of the ground pretty quick. So uh, I think uh, we we will make up some of that time, uh, as long as it quits raining. We've had quite a bit of rain.
7: Uh, how about those low areas? You just talked about the rain. Uh, ha- how much impact has that had on on uh, crop development? And, and are a few acres not, not going to make it this year because of the moisture?
6: Well, there's, there's certainly some acres that never got planted, uh, you know, chunks, pieces of fields. Uh, but I, I would say for the most part, everybody would have averaged, you know, in that 90 to 95 percent acres seeded at least. And uh, so, you know, uh, some of these potholes and that, uh, you know, they fill up with the rain anyway. So, so yeah, I, I would say we're in pretty good shape that way. Uh, I would say that the crop looks pretty good. Uh, canolas look good. Wheats look good. All the cereals look quite good. Uh, some of the peas uh, are showing some signs of root rot. But uh, I think for the most part, uh, most of the peas are okay. Uh, the, oats, oats, barley, wheat, I would say, are going to be uh, a normal crop uh, so long as the frost stays away.
7: And forecast, uh, hinting at some uh, highs into the mid-30s almost, is uh, that too hot or just is that good for crop development?
6: Well, I, you know, we can't do much about it, so we'll have to cope, but... Uh, uh, you know, I would say that it will probably speed things along a little bit. Uh, we do have adequate moisture. So, uh, you know, these uh, we'll call them good growing days. You know, if it persists for two weeks at 30-some degrees, we'll be, you know, looking for rain again, I guess. But uh, at, at this point, we're, we're quite fortunate here, I would say. For the most part, I would say most guys, 75% of their crop is as good as normal or better. And, uh, you know, peripheral fields, uh, low spots, uh, some of that is, is going to be off, but uh, that is in most years. So,
7: Just finally, have you managed to avoid the major storms so far this year as far as hail damage and that kind of thing? It's been not too bad? Uh,
6: yeah, we've been very fortunate. We, we did have a sprinkling of hail, and uh, I, I don't anticipate that we're going to actually get a claim out of it Uh, that's how little it was, and the staging of the crop was such that, uh, you know, unfortunately all it does is delay uh, maturity, which, you know, we can't really afford. But, uh, you know, some areas have been affected a lot worse than us, for sure, right?
7: So sounds like other than some of those unseeded acres or perhaps a few low-lying spots uh, that are saturated, things look pretty good?
6: Yeah, I would, I would say so. You know, it's uh, not going to be a bumper, but I mean, we're pretty close to a normal
0: crop, I would say. That was Hamiota area farmer, Ron Knight, chatting with reporter Barry Lamb. I had a chance this week to catch up with Leonard Weeb. He farms in the Altona area.
8: Actually, they're looking excellent thus far. Uh, we had a good, good uh, wet spring and uh, everything uh, was a little late, but, uh, when, uh, when we finally got to seeding, everything just popped out of the ground and uh, I don't think that we're uh, that far behind as uh, regular years. But uh, yeah, it'll be a, a little longer fall, but uh,
0: it'll all work. And again, what crops did you have?
8: Uh, I'm growing uh, wheat, oats and canola this year, uh, which has been working uh, for me in the last couple of years. So uh, yeah, I like that rotation. Any uh, issues with uh, insects or, or disease this year? Or? Well no not really. Uh, I took the canola seed with uh, with the extra chemical on it and no there was uh,
0: that was all good. Uh, yeah so far no disease problems And uh, I guess just going forward uh, what do you what kind of forecast are you looking for do you, do you need some rain or just some heat ne- uh, heat now? Well, we're getting the heat, uh, but uh, yeah, I think
8: in the next week or two, if we don't get the odd shower, the, yeah, we'll, we'll be uh, praying for rain again, so yeah, it'll, uh, it'll come. Were you impacted by any of the storms here this summer? Or? Uh, no, not really. Uh, yeah, earlier on there uh, in spring, there was uh, some buildings that, that went down, but uh, no, other than that, uh, we've been uh, pretty fortunate as
0: far as storms goes. That was Altona area farmer Leonard Weeb. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. A few crop disease issues are concerning farmers right now. David Kaminsky is with Manitoba Agriculture.
2: Conditions are favorable for baritinia to make a reappearance in its many forms and on several crops. In canola it's going to be difficult um, to time fungicide sprays. I know that For the most part, uh, growers in southern Manitoba apply fungicides prophylactically. And they really have to because once you see the disease, it's, it's too late. You have to anticipate what the conditions are like at the time of early flowering, when the petals first start to fall in the canopy.
0: And the province says levels of pea aphids at or over the economic threshold have been found in some pea fields that are starting to flower in the central region. Here's entomologist John Gavlosky.
3: Scouting we encourage during the flowering stage of the peas. Now's a good time to be out scouting your peas and you can either use a sweep net or just uh, have a look at the tips of some of your pea plants, there are some populations that we consider to be economical, meaning they're above our economic threshold, which if you're using the sweep net, it's about 9 to 12 aphids per sweep. So if you're doing 10 sweeps, that would be 90 to 120 aphids, or about 2 to 3 aphids per plant tip on average.
0: I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow, we'll chat with Farm Credit Canada Principal Agricultural Economist, Craig Klemmer. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.